Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 331 for Tuesday, the 21st of January. Is it January already? It's January. Uh-oh. Janvier, as they would say. Hey, Maybe. I'm Robbie Ferguson. I'm Eric Kidd. Eric, what's coming up? I'll tell you what's coming up in the newsroom. A European spacecraft has awoken from its 10-year journey close to Jupiter. Is that European or European? Depends where you put the syllabic stress. I see, I see. And it's about to do something amazing. We will tell you what. Or is that what? Your thought, you thought, he thought, we thought your fridge was only good for storing leftover spam. He's Erica Lalonde. But now it can pack... It can package it up and send it to an inbox near you. Wow, that's something. Hmm. We've got news about the latest exploit turning smart appliances into botnet super spammers. Okay, Nintendo released a report on Friday, and by Monday their shares plummeted by 18%. Find out what they said tonight on Category5.tv. Also, there's a controversial proposal being considered by Waste Diversion Ontario that could reduce the efficiency of battery recycling in our beautiful province, and we won't have it. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Thanks. Hey, you're welcome. All right. Hey, tonight we are going to tackle the mailbag. We are going to, I mean, it is full. We're going to get right in there. You guys are going to control the topics. You're going to control the questions. You're going to control the comments. You're out of control. About oh. you. They are totally in control. Okay, I am out of control. It's going to be awesome. And both Robbie and I decided to grow our hair a little bit. Oh. So much time, so little to do. <laughs> Wait a minute, flip that, reverse it. Thank yeah. you. Don't go anywhere. This is going to be a great show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Yeah, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome back. Nice to have you here. Hey, it's nice to be here. All right. Well, you know, Category5.tv. Did you know it is a member of the Tech Podcast Network? If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash LAIB. IA. IA. It's internet. I, that's, I thought that, but... Oh, okay. You know what? I'm at that awkward age. I know. I need these specs fixed. I know. Okay. I know. Are we Blame. having fun yet? Blame it on the specs. <laughs> you don't even know if I actually sang that or was I lip syncing? Well, Brittany, I don't know. <laughs> hey, don't forget to check out our mobile website. Scan that code. That's going to take you over to m.cat5.tv. Live streaming video, live streaming audio, on-demand video. Wow. All that cool stuff. And we have Wirecast 5 Pro that we're going to be giving away here at Category 5 Technology TV. You've been hearing about it for the past few weeks. We are still taking your ballots. We got a lot last week following our presentation uh, about uh, DSLR cameras. <clears throat> So there's some stiff competition there for that copy of Wirecast 5 Pro. All right. All you got to do is email me live at category5.tv. Include in the subject line, I want Wirecast. And in the body, I need your registered viewer name on category5.tv. If you're not already registered, that's okay. All you have to do is go to category5.tv. You can register. It's free. Uh, We do not share your personal information with anybody. And we actually added it to our policy this week that we're obligated to say unless required by law. But it's like, right? Really? Who's going to call us up? You know, hey, uh, I need to know this. This is. is I'm a police officer. 
I need to know this guy's email address. No, it's not going to happen, right? Not going to happen. We don't share it with anybody. Plain and simple. Eric, I love your new shirt. How do you like my new Where'd shirt? Where'd you get that? Did you know you could get this new Category 5 merch at the new Category 5 merch store? Okay, it's been launched. Shop.category5.tv. Can I, can I bring it up? Yeah, what? I don't know. Can you? Let's do it. Are you let's asking permission it. or ability? Well, let's do it. Okay. Shop.category5.tv. Let's see. Let's see. If you got a sticker or other swag from our Indiegogo campaign, please review it. You can get on to shop.category5.tv and place your review. I should put one of those on my Martin guitar case. There you go. Look at that. There's our merch store. Not Lots right. of shirts and swag to increase your own oh, swagger. Oh, I thought you had... Okay, never mind. What? Nothing. I'm not... I have no, what? Nothing. All right. I'm not repeating, but my right. my mind told me, and it's rare when I actually filter before something comes out of my mouth. Very rare. You know, rare that I actually filter, but this Must time I did. Day. Yes, Must indeed. <sighs> what do you think? I'm I'm excited about the Category Five merch store. You can read all about it on that site. Like if you go to shop.category5.tv, it's good quality gear. Like this is the uh, this is the contrast stitch tee in dark chocolate. Uh, this is available. It's a, a men's shirt. We have uh, multiple different colors, and it is it's high quality, eh? High quality. Like, that's a really good shirt. This kid's is an extra large. Fits just, well. Just looks saying. good. And uh, so you can get one of those. Get onto our store. But here's the thing, and I say but meaning, however. However, and yet. And yet. No, that doesn't really work. No. Grand opening. It's our grand opening today, folks. So f- as you go to the store, think, hey, want that shirt, want that sticker, want five of those stickers even, which, by the way, are already on sale for $4 off, but you can also apply another 10% off your entire order just by typing in grand opening. All, one, all one word, all lowercase. So that is the coupon as, code. As the is coupon it? code. That's your coupon grand code. Grand opening. Grand opening, all one word, all lowercase. That's going to give you 10% off your entire order, and that will also be on top of That's a heck of a deal price. at twice the price. I know. So it's a, way, a fun way to support the show. And what do you have to do to get one of these way cool six-inch premium vinyl you logo You go to shop.category5.tv. Oh, okay. you, you add one to your cart. You enter your coupon code. You get a little bit more of a discount, and we send it to you. Sweet deal. There you go. How okay. do you like that? Of course, he didn't actually see me slide this one under my keyboard and run away you with take it, it out so. of his pay. Uh-oh. <laughs> now I've got negative pay. I know. You owe me. How did that work? Well, hey, tonight is a viewer question extravaganza. You know that I love to receive your questions. Thank you for emailing us live at Category5.tv. Uh, but also get into our chat room right now if you like. It is uh, Category5 on Freenode. A couple people wondering in the chat room, will they ship global? Uh, yes, Anything from our store can be shipped anywhere in the world, um, absolutely, and it automatically calculates the shipping. Everything. So, so you so get how to pick. is shipping if you go overseas? Does it get? To, it's quite good, actually. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a, a rather interesting partnership with uh, with Canada Post, and uh, they've set us up with really good rates. And you actually get to choose what kind of shipping method you want to go with. Very cool. So, yeah, I. Uh, as you know, do guitar repairs and that sort of thing. So I was deciding to buy this guitar repair vice from a, a place out of the U.S. Yeah. And continental U.S. shipping, anything over $300 is, I think it's twelve ninety five anywhere. Okay. Tell them you want it to come to Canada. All of a sudden, this $150 unit that I was going to get two of yes. turned into $198 shipping. So I have a friend in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. Of him. Drive it yeah. up. Come pay you a visit. Perfect. So, shall we get to some questions? Or I what think do you we think shall. Of? I think we shall. All right. Where should we start? Up here or down there? Wherever well, you like. Here is a viewer question from Rafi from Columbia, Pennsylvania. Hey, Rafi. All right. Oops, I lost it already. Uh, <laughs> make my plans. Got a Dell Power Edge 2950, second generation. Okay. Operactivo current system does not have mind. 
but I want to know if it is a good machine for live video, and if it is good, and want to know if the Linux operating system is good for the system. Okay. I have board. And that's Dell PowerEdge 2950, room numeral 2. Right. That's the server unit, six, rack mount deal. Yeah, 6 by, there it is. yeah, 146 okay. gigabyte. It's a, okay, quad-core Xeon, quite likely dual-core. There's a couple different options you don't really say, uh, or do they? Actually, he's oh, got the Intel Xeon, Xeon 2.33 gigahertz. But we don't know if it's the dual-core or the quad-core, do we? Uh, 2.0. Oh, probably this one. Because it's a 2.33? That's probably that one. Okay, so dual-core Intel low-volt Xeon 5100 sequence processor, 2.33 gigahertz. So processor ain't half bad. Uh, okay, what else have we got as far as specs go? How much RAM? Um, 16 gig, 16 RAM, gig that's RAM. decent. Okay, good uh, hard drive stuff. 6 times 146 gigs. I guess that's the drive. That's nice. That would be the RAID array. Yeah. Sure, Okay. I think that's the extent of my information. Okay, so I think what's going to get you here is that these servers are built for web server, file server, setting up virtualization machines with Zen, those kinds of things. Uh, Where it's going to fall short when it comes to video playback, video production, video broadcasting, anything like that, is the video card, the GPU. These days, um, a lot of stuff is graphic accelerated. So it taps into the graphic processing unit, the GPU. It's a chip on your video card that is, it's able to utilize because it's really screaming fast. And it's built specifically for uh, graphic encoding and decoding. And it's very screaming fast at those things. So with a server like this, a rack mount server that's meant to probably have no monitor connected to it whatsoever and you know you ssh in or you remote desktop in they are not going to have a good graphics card plain and simple i'm looking here video embedded ati es 1000 with 16 mega 16 megabytes of memory 16 megabytes of memory not going to do video whatsoever that's because of the video card. All the other specs are fantastic, right? Right. You think, oh, this is a great, you know, very powerful system with 16 gigs RAM, great hard drives, RAID arrays, screaming fast because we've got the 146 gig hard drives. They're probably the 10K, and they're going to be real good. But the video card is what gets you. So are there, is there the option to upgrade the video card? And would the motherboard take it? Those are the kinds of questions that you need to look at so open it up take a look at what uh i'm i'm kind of you know I'm, I'm looking away from the camera here because i'm actually looking at the specifications okay. and i'm yes he's already got it he hasn't it. just ordered it he's already right got it. yes so i'm looking here and everything else looks good i don't see i i don't i don't know if what do we have for extra slots i don't know if there's an extra pci express slot for example we could go one step further let's see what the motherboard is and see if i can Track that information down. Front for side you. of the cache, some memory I/O slots, three PCI Motherboard, slots. It doesn't say either PC. Does okay. he say no? And two PCI X. PCI X is not PCI Express. Um, there are three PCI Express slots. It doesn't say whether they're X ones or X eights or X sixteens. Um, oh, it has an. It has a single X eight. That's what it says. Looks like X8s. So, yeah, you might be able to get uh, like a, a video card, a PCI Express X1 video card from, you know, your favorite superstore, whatever, or X4, X8. Uh, that's the, the length of the card. So as long as it's not an X16, which is the longer one, then uh, it, it would work as long as it's... See, here's the other consideration. Is it 1U, 2U? So your server is going to be a lot shorter. Uh, the form factor is shorter. So a, a, a desktop card, you can't plug it in because you then couldn't put the lid on it because it's too tall. Right? So you'd have to find a, a short form factor or low-profile low graphic card that's PCI Express X8, and that would do it. So look for, you know... Look for something in there. Hop into a, a store and see what you can find. And I like to go into 
you know, a store where you can actually look at the stuff. Uh, we have like Canada Computers here in town. Which yeah, is kind of a, it's kind of a good little place. Bec- like because it's got so much stock that you can go in, you can pick stuff up, you can look at it, mm-hmm. you can open up the box and see the actual card and say, oh yeah, that'll work. And then you can decide whether you want to buy it or you know whatever you want to do. So good luck. Hope that helps. Graphic card is going to be your bottleneck at this point for video. So open Linux, it up, find it up. Linux, how much yes, room you put have. Debian on it. It'll love Debian. All right. All right. So here's a... <laughs> Thanks for the question. Sorry, we're also watching the we're chat looking. room. It's it's fantastic. I don't even know what you're talking about, Jot. Yeah, we're going to have no to go idea. back a bit. going to have to backtrack. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, Robbie and crew. Hey. And this is from our uh, good friend, Roy W. Nash. Roy. So nice there we it. go. Uh, Vishing. Oh. Vishing. Vishing. Voice fishing. Voice fishing. Hello. I was vishing. I was fishing. I'm calling from Microsoft. And I need remote access to your computer. Don't laugh. I had a friend. It happens. He gave them everything but his social insurance card number before he actually realized... Hey, wait, well, wait a, a minute. minute. This is kind of weird. But it, it was he had to he had to cancel his credit card. He had to cancel his bank. Like he, it was it was terrible. And mm. yeah, uh, neither Norton nor Microsoft is going to call up and say, "Hey, we noticed there was a, a, a virus on your computer, and if you give us all your money, we can get rid of it." And that's why we like to talk about this kind of stuff. Some viewers already know this stuff, and so they say, "Oh, they're not going to talk about phishing and vishing again, are they?" Fact is, ESET is a fantastic antivirus. It's not going to protect you from this. It's hard to... You know, it's not even... Norton is not going to protect you from this. Nothing is going to protect you from this except this, right? Yes. Because when that phone call comes in... And it's not even like, you know... How stupid could somebody be? Like no. it's something that they, they haven't encountered. Manipulation, and, and, and you know they sound very convincing. Totally, and you're you're caught off guard because maybe your computer was a little slow yesterday, and you know um, they're just randomly calling, and and you never know. They could be so good that they've got some kind of Trojan installed on your computer, or maybe they've tapped into your Wi-Fi internet, and they've been able to keep track of some of the things that you do on your computer and they can say things like you know they can call up and say i'm calling from td canada trust exactly i'm calling from scotiabank how many times have you had the call you know hey we can you know your current credit uh, card uh, balance <laughs> is yeah. maxed out yeah no, that that well that that's was, pretty that safe bet when you call me call. but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so i uh, uh, Roy's just saying vishing appears to be on the increase and Indeed. it may be an idea to warn all our viewers, which we are doing, about uh, phone callers suggest that you're from your bank. If unsure, hang up and phone the bank using the number on your bank Absolutely. statements. Absolutely. It's the same strategy that we use with email. I get an email that says it's from PayPal. It says, click here to log into your account. I don't click there. No, no. I bring up my... I bring up my browser, I go to paypal.com, yes. I log in, and I see, oh, the transaction that they're telling me in this email didn't even happen. So Sorry. I'm done. So, yeah, bank calls me and says, I need this information from you. No, you don't. Call your bank and say, do you need this information? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. You saved yourself some trouble. Save you yourself go. identity theft. Which, you know, in my case, what are they going to do? They're going to steal something from my overdraft limit? Which I'm already maxed out on. Well, you wouldn't want to <laughs> get arrested for some terrible crime no, true enough. that somebody has committed in your name. Or, you know, there, there are all kinds of things that could happen. It's not just monetary. Yeah. It's, well, I, it's uh, worse. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's a good idea to anything that has any identifying stuff, like your address and your name, any account numbers, shred it. You know, even shredding doesn't completely... Uh, <laughs> Don't print landscape and then shred. <laughs> yeah. That's just foolishness. <laughs> exactly. Folks. Yeah. I had a spreadsheet of my credit card numbers like this, and I scanned <laughs> them like this, or shredded them like this, and I got all yeah. these strips, and mm-hmm. every strip has a credit card number on it. Fantastic. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, this is from. This is from. I'm mad. Or mad. I'm mad. Hey, from mad. United Kingdom. I'm mad. Hey. Hi there. Okay, so hey, I am relatively new to Linux and just bought. Welcome. Uh oh. Bought a new Lenovo 
IdeaPad Y500 laptop, okay. Intel Core i7, 8 gigs of RAM, mm-hmm. 1 terabyte hard drive. It comes with 15 gig SSD hard drive, NVIDIA GeForce GT650, and pre-installed Windows 8. I managed to install Ubuntu successfully, but okay. the machine is slow for an i7 laptop. Also, kept having problems with my swap, although it uh, sets to swapness equals one, so not using much of it. My Linux root slash boot and swap partitions are installed on the SSD and the hard drive I have slash home slash USR and slash var partitions. I wonder if there's something I can do to get my machine faster than that, uh, at least when running Windows 7. I am thinking of installing Debian instead of Ubuntu, but not sure if the Linux distro is the problem. Apart from being slow, the machine works just fine, and I love using Linux. Any tips would be most appreciated. Well, the truth is, is from flavor to flavor of Linux, you're going to get different performance, different feature set. Ubuntu uses uh, an interface called Unity. So if that maybe could be for some reason having trouble with your system could be a graphic card thing or something like that then maybe trying a different distro would fix it for you and it doesn't hurt to boot up from a live cd try several different distributions try debian that's the one you know i really love debian point linux is the one that we use here on the show uh and point linux is debian 7 but it's got some nice enhancements and saves us having to do some of the things that we'd want to do anyways um check those out Try it, see if it does any better. As far as swappiness goes, I would, on a system like that, with those kind of specs, I would set swappiness to zero. Um, You don't want any swapping to your hard drive. It's not necessary um, these days. So with with the kind of specifications that you've got in a system like that. Um, Beyond that, it's really, you know, try messing with your BIOS. Get in there and make sure that settings that are Windows-specific are not... Uh, enabled. Make sure that it's not using like UEFI or something that is going to be causing problems with uh, with Linux itself. And then start with a couple different distros. Like I say, though, you can boot it from the boot CD or DVD or flash drive, however you create it, um, and try the OS before you even install it, and you'll be quite happy to do that. And I like to, with a laptop computer, you know what I like to do, Eric? I like to have an extra... Um, hard drive nearby huh. that I can pop into the laptop because the laptop you can just pull the hard drive out you know first turn it off unplug it pull out the battery that's an important right. step because remember that when the battery is in there it's still got power right so get the battery out hold in the power button for about 30 seconds to completely discharge all the electricity within the laptop then get a screwdriver pull out the hard drive carefully and put in a new hard drive just a separate hard drive. It doesn't have to be a good one. And the reason that I do that is because then I've got a test system. So now I can install all different kinds of Linux, and I'm not affecting my Windows 8 partition or right. Windows 7 partition, if that's the case. You know. And hard drives are pretty cheap. They have gotten that yeah. way. An SSD hard drive, you can get a really good one for under 100 bucks, And you don't need a lot of space to install an OS to test it. So. True enough. Whatever you do, experiment. Welcome to Linux. Part of the fun about Linux is that you get to play around and try different distros. One of them is going to work really, really well, and another one, maybe not so much. Um, Zorin OS is a fantastic Linux distribution. We used to run it here on the show, and I love it. But unfortunately, with one of their updates, it broke support on my particular system. Oops. (laughs) just happened to be that way. So then we went looking, and we found Point Linux, and it works great. But the next guy over is still running Zorin OS, and it works perfectly on their system. So what gives? It's just different architecture, different system. They're developing on you know a particular kind of system, and mine just happens to be so dissimilar from that that it has broken it on mine kind of thing. So maybe it's a similar situation for you with Ubuntu, and you might want to try a couple different distros. So thank you very much for emailing us and for watching the show. All right. Hi, Robbie. Hello. Love the show. Who is this? Oh, you want to know I who this is? I don't recognize the voice. This is... It's Alpac. Hey, Alpac. Alpac. Sorry. I was close. Hi, Robbie. Love the show. I am new to Linux and loving it more and more each day. 
I am even newer to bash scripting and also Mm -hmm. loving it as well. However, I'm having a problem with a bash script's requirement for computer resources. I've written a script to execution on DDWRT firmware on a Linksys router, and it seems to work great, but after running for a day or more, execution time slows. Hmm. Even sleep commands take longer than programmed. Um... If I stop, process, and restart, everything is fine again for another day or so. I realize this is not the forum to discuss DDWRT, but what I really need help with is Linux top command and how I can interpret information it provides to diagnose a resource program problem. My script reads GPIO, general purpose input output, and communicates status of this input via NC command, netcat, to either... Another Linksys router, computer, or smartphone using TCP commands. I have been able to extend runtime by requesting GPIO information less frequently, but also haven't been able to diagnose the issue using Linux. Whatever your GPIO requests are doing is leaking somehow, Mm -hmm. causing the system, the router at that, which is kind of an interesting fact that you're semi-new to Linux, and here you are bash scripting on a hacked firmware router. Kudos. Yeah. Well done. Way to get your feet wet. Um, yeah, those Jeez, are... Geez, when I was sense. programming in C++, I could bring any computer to its knees. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It sounds like there's some kind of a memory leak of some sort, or something maybe uh, compounding process. Like, as if you're running... With an ampersand at the end of the line that's running your request. And so every time it executes, it leaves itself running in the background so that eventually you've got, you know, 100,000 processes running. So what I would do, I would actually type PID of space and then the command that you're using. So if I was using rsync, I would type PID of space rsync. And it will give me a list of all the PIDs of the running rsync process. So I can then go kill all dash nine, kill all space dash nine. That space. means with extreme prejudice, right? The dash yes. Nine? Yeah. Kill all space dash nine space rsync or whatever your command is, and that will kill all the processes. See if all of a sudden it comes back to life without even having to reboot. Then we know that those processes are just bogging down the system. And I think that's why you're looking at top. So top is the tool that is going to show you the running processes on your computer, Isn't that what's processes? happening. Don't you pluralize process? Oh my goodness, man! I'm just saying we're just gonna have a fight over pronunciation tonight, aren't we? <clears throat> Careful, I'll pull your hair. <laughs> I've got hair now. It's crazy, <sighs> crazy, but I'm still shiny, still shiny. Look Doing at that. the road reports. You think I did this on purpose? It's so symmetrical. Road reports tonight. Bear to center bear. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. There's top. All right. Top. Just- admittedly, a little bit confusing. Things fly by a little fast. Things are happening. I don't really know what. What does it all mean? So what we're going to do, I'm going to clear out of that. Let's go. I think I need sudo in here. Sudo apt-get update. Enter your password. We're going to install a different tool. Instead of top, we're going to use something called htop, which stands for... Those old runners you used to get, the high tops? No, not like no. that. No. Uh, what could htop stand for? It's like top, but better. So it's like... Out. No. I don't know. I wish it was like A-top. I could make up a funny name like Awesome Top or something. (laughs) I have no idea. Okay. Sudo apt-get install H-top. Just like that. Do you want it? Yeah, it's going. Didn't even ask. There we go. So now instead of running top, anytime I would normally run top, I'm going to run H-top. The reason I want to do that, it's like a colorized version that's a little easier to read. Well, a little, a lot. So, HTOP. Look at that. Much easier to get, right? It's the same thing, but it shows me my CPUs. There's my four CPUs and what they're doing. There's my load average over here, which is, you know, current minute, uh, five minutes ago and 15 minutes ago. And then there's all my running processes and what's going on. How? That's awesome that I've got something running on Z. Z colon, as if I'm on Windows. That's great. Obviously a wine process. So... Could it be hypertop? 
Could it be hyper topped? How about hyper threaded top? <clears throat> that was a suggestion from uh, Rev Jink. Rev D Jank. Or Tennessee Frank was uh, hyper top. Hyper top could do it. Let's call it hyper top. It's <laughs> H top. Hyper top. It sounds awesome. Well done. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. So you getting that tattoo? So that that works pretty good, eh? That's H top. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Give that one color a color coding for us. P I D of. P I D of. What do I have running here? I've got compass, right? So I'm gonna just I'm gonna cancel here. I I just want to show you what happens. P I D of compass. There you go. Okay, so I get. So you can So I know the compass is running. Kill minus nine. So let's say number. yeah yeah yeah. So if I let's bring up pluma and let's bring it up a couple times, if it lets me. File, new. And can I bring it, bring it out into another window? Oh, move to a new window. Okay, so I should have two Pluma instances running. No, it's still running under the same instance, so that's a bad example. But typically you would see a PID for two running processes, and you know, okay, kill it, and it will kill. Okay, cool. So, good luck. I, hope, I really hope that that helps. Um... I haven't seen your script. Oh. Feel free to send it over and I'll... I'll Hisham it. Top. There you go. I liked Hypertop. Yeah, but Jot seems pretty sure. Hisham actually means Hisham Top. See? HTTP colon slash what, what, slash. What are we settled on? Is it Hypertop? Well, that's what we decided. Yeah. But, but Jot says it's Hisham. Jot, you're wrong. HM, Htop index equals... Five. Okay. Frequently asked it's questions. It's Hishamtop. <sighs> we learned something here tonight, folks. Robbie's got a bad attitude. Do I? No. I don't have a bad attitude. What are you talking about? He struck me. I have witnesses, <laughs> thousands of them. Okay, All right, here is a comment from Old Salt. Old Salt. Hello. Not Old Spice, but Old Salt. Mm. Hi, Robbie. <laughs> That's where it came from. That's awesome. I have a I website. I just got it. <laughs> I have a website I have to maintain. All right. It was set up with uh, Serif Web Plus X6, which is a program for those of us who know nothing about programming. Do you know of any Linux programs in that category? Category 5. Oh, you said pro- Never mind. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Composer is the one that uh, instantly comes to mind. If you're looking for what you're looking for is what's called a Weissawig. What you see. WYSIWYG. Weisawig. W. What? What you see is what you get. Weisawig. Whack. (laughs) Werewig. No. (laughs) I'm stopping right now. What you see is what you get. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) What you see is what you get. Editor is what you're looking for because being a guy who doesn't want to do programming, you want. To work with an editor like that. That said, okay, so you're working with a site that's already built. I would say, you know, you're probably best to look at something like WordPress or something like that. WordPress.org will allow you to download it, install it, deploy it on your own system. WordPress.com will allow you to host it on their system. It'll cost you $99 a year if you want to do it right. Let's take a look at what what I can come up with here. Composer is a Linux tool at Composer.net, and it's with a Z of all things, composer.net. It's like, should we make the reference? Composer? Like, you hoser? Well, that's very Canadian. Very Canadian, eh? Take off, eh, hoser? Sorry. All right. I don't know how many copyrights we just breached, but uh, we, we love you guys. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I mean, Composer screenshots. Let's take a look. I'm not going to install it for you. You can go about and play around. But there you go. It's a Weissawig editor. Wizawig editor. What you see is what you get. It's a graphic editor, kind of a la, you know, Enview or um, what's the popular one on Windows? Uh, Dreamweaver. Front page. <coughs> wow. That's been a couple of years since I've played yes. with that. There you go. Composer with a Z. Z. Say that? Dot net. Oh, you're not. 
How to okay. pronounce Weisswig. Wizzywig. How to pronounce Wizzywig in English. In English. That's, that's well, what does it say? what language were you speaking? I'm say, not right? sure. I just clicked on something. Oh, let's see. Is this going to be one of those ones like that time we did? The, <laughs> let's, let's see what you um, All right. So this is from... This is from Mike Sims. Listen. Oh, do we have speakers? Sorry? WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG. Like I said, WYSIWYG. Wizzywig. No, he says WYSIWYG. Listen. WYSIWYG. That's what I said. WYSIWYG. Weisswig, WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG. Not WYSIWYG. <laughs> Why is he being like this? WYSIWYG matter. <laughs> Gig. That's the man. Okay, sorry. We're going back to... Where was I? You're digressing again. Hey, you want to do the news? No, 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 no. Tennessee Frank wants to talk about Moosehead or Labatt's Blue. Canadian beverages. I hate to say it, but I'm a Ferguson. <laughs> We're going straight to Dublin's Gate. Oh. Yeah. St. James Gate. Actually, I had a question from uh, the Orangeman from Ireland. Can I do that? Or you want to do news? We can do news. Yeah, we will. We'll do news. <laughs> well, kids, here it is. It's time. <clears throat> Here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. After a 10-year journey, Europe's Rosetta spacecraft ended its hibernation yesterday in preparation for an unprecedented mission to orbit a comet and dispatch a lander to the surface. Wow. Rosetta's onboard alarm clock was set to go off at 10 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time, but it took the spacecraft seven hours to warm up its Star Trek mm. navigation gear. Sounds like you on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it took several hours to warm up the Star Trek navigation gear, fire up rocket thrusters to slow its spin, turn on its transmitter, and beam a message back to Earth. The probe, presently located about 500 million miles from Earth and just shy of Jupiter's orbit, is so far away that its radio transmissions, traveling at the speed of light, take 45 minutes to reach listening stations in California and Australia. Way to go, humans! Yeah. Seriously! That's an accomplishment. That is like Hal right there. I'm going to nickname it Hal. Hal. Almost to Jupiter? That's pretty cool. Nice. Okay. <laughs> now where was I? Um, the spacecraft, which carries <laughs> a 220-pound lander, has been hibernating for most of the past three years to save power. It is due to reach a 2.4-mile diameter comet in August. Unlike previous comet probes, Rosetta won't just sail by. The spacecraft is designed to put itself into orbit around the 67P comet uh, for more than a year of close-up studies and land its payload on the surface. That's cool. That is very cool. We're starting to see some really interesting things happening that you know were set forth 10, 20, 30 years ago with the space programs. Wow. And now, finally, we're starting to see them come to fruition, right? So it be interesting right. to see what we learn from realize HAL is uh, just a, an offset uh, uh, cipher of IBM. One letter yes, to the left. Yes, one letter off the on the yeah. keyboard, eh? Yeah, there you go. Interesting fact. Okay. <clears throat> last week, Eric, you last were here. I'm going to tell you. Last week, we had this interesting story about smart appliances. They have brought out and announced a smart slow cooker. Hey. Oh. But now this Bring week... Bring me my supper. Not a week later, we're questioning the intelligence of the smart appliance. Get this. A fridge has been discovered sending out spam after a web attack managed to compromise smart gadgets. The fridge was one of more than 100,000 devices used in order to take part in the spam attack. Uncovered by security firm Proofpoint, the attack also compromised computers, home routers, media PCs, and smart TVs. But did it sour your milk or... Just spam. Thaw your ice cubes. It's believed that this is one of the first times an attack has exploited the lax security on smart appliances. But it does remind me that uh, just a year or two ago, we did have a smart toilet that was being exploited with the phone app. People setting off the bidet from across the hall. Wouldn't that be a shock? Wouldn't that be a shock? When the bidet goes off and nobody's sitting on it. Or if somebody wasn't expecting it and they were sitting on it. (laughs) And they were Um. 
So, it's not the first time, but it happens. It's being used for spam. The report uh, said that uh, they had about 750,000 <laughs> messages. 750,000 messages sent out as a part of this junk mail campaign. The emails were routed through the compromised gadgets. Oh. Imagine opening up your fridge and there's a whole bunch of email going out from the thing. About 25% of the messages seen by researchers did not pass through laptops, desktops, smartphones. Uh, instead, the malware, in fact, managed to get itself installed onto smart devices such as kitchen appliances, the home media systems on which people copy their DVDs, and web-connected televisions. Well, my What's the world goodness. coming to? What's it coming to, folks? Well, I'll tell you what's coming on Friday. What's coming? Nintendo said it expects to make an operating loss of $335 million for the financial year, ending 31st of March, 2014. The company blamed Robbie. No. The company blamed weaker-than-expected sales of its Wii U console during the holiday season for the downgrade in its earnings forecast. As a result... It lowered its global Wii U sales forecast for the business year from 9 million to 2.8 million <clears throat> units, a cut of nearly 70%. Okay, that's crazy. Nintendo also reduced the sales forecast for its 3DS console from 18 million to 13.5 million units. As a result, Nintendo shares plunged as much as 18% yesterday. Yikes. Now, that. admittedly, it's been a, a tough year for Nintendo. Admittedly, right? They lost sure. their fearless leader, of course. Uh, but um, really, with Nintendo Wii, is it is it really about all the games? I mean, was Netflix not one of the big selling points for Wii? Netflix was at a new one thing point. at one point, about the point when Wii came out, right? So, yeah, Wii sold a lot of units. Netflix. Well, Wii didn't come out. That was yeah. Wii. We Netflix yeah. was reasonably <coughs> new to the point where there weren't smart TVs, there weren't Roku's, there weren't other devices with Netflix on them. There weren't a lot. You can watch there were some Netflix. Lots of different places now. Now everybody's got every other device that has Netflix on it. So what's to make me go out and buy a Wii U? It's not the games because PS4 is gonna, you know, kick those. Is is Mario gonna come to the mobile platform? We don't really know at this point. It's me, Mario. I think it's about time, Mario, for you to come on to the Android platform. Come on. Come on, Mario. Come on. Well, well, Raw Materials Company uh, is an innovative Ontario-based company that offers ethical battery recycling and waste management services. They're a partner of Eco Alkalines Batteries, which you know are committed to environmental stewardship. They use a mechanical process that crushes old batteries to separate out all of the component materials. 100%, get this, 100% of each battery is reused, and 92% of it is upcycled. It was a good thing. What's upcycled? Upcycling is basically taking the raw materials, making new product out of those materials that would otherwise... Uh, have been waste material. Okay. So this is material that would have had to go to a landfill. They have been able to reuse by creating new product. Wow. So 92% and 100% recycled. So very good stuff that these guys are doing. Raw materials company pro, uh, company's process to recycle alkaline batteries creates negligible uh, greenhouse gas emissions and produces zero secondary waste. None of the component materials at all are sent to a landfill. Waste Diversion Ontario, who oversees Ontario's Waste Diversion Program, is actively considering a controversial proposal from Call to Recycle that could potentially put Raw Materials Company, the one we were just talking about, out of business. The revelation has been received with concerns ranging from potential job losses, uh, compromised environmental standards, and questionable environmental ethics. Here's the thing. Call to Recycle, who represents major battery brands Duracell, Energizer, they have historically been using the smelting process to recycle their batteries. Uh, This basically means, unlike the uh, raw materials company's method of doing it, they're melting it down. Gas. They're melting it down. They're creating greenhouse gases. And they're extracting extracting the, the raw metals as much as possible through this process. But a portion of each battery gets converted into greenhouse gases, and there is a heavy metal-rich byproduct called slag uh, that's left behind. 
So smelting is cheap, uh, but it's environmentally, uh, the performance of, uh, of smelting is very poor. Not efficient. Not at all. From an environmental point of view. Michael Scott, the CEO. Michael Scott is the CEO of Waste Diversion Ontario. He acknowledges that uh, there's a potential uh, of an impact on jobs as well as the environment, but he claims that they are required by law to consider Call to Recycle's plan seriously. Lionel Lalonde, one of our friends from EcoAlkaline, says that while Call to Recycle may be able to quote a lower bid... The cost to the local Ontario economy and the impact on the environment will far outweigh the perceived benefits of a reduction in government spending. Time is going to tell uh, what the outcome of this proposal is, uh, but in the meantime, you can get on over to cat5.tv slash eco to find out more. And of course, you can also email them off of that website, cat5.tv slash eco. And let them know what you think. Share your support uh, of ethical battery recycling here in Ontario. All right. And those are the top stories from the Category 5 Technology TV Newsroom. You can get the full stories at Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv Newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story that you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv Newsroom, I'm Eric Kidd. I'm Robbie Ferguson. Hey! Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. Thanks for sending in your questions. We have no time to do anything but. Ah. We love it. Live at Category5.tv. Hey, chat room. Hey, Cliff H. Tennessee Frank. <laughs> Master Minds. Can we say hey to some of our newly registered viewers on Category 5? Category5.tv. Get over to that website, friend. Go over there. It's absolutely free. It's amazing. You're going to get, like, years of video. Did you get a bad accent uh, somewhere along the line? I have many bad accents. something in the Would water? Like to hear more? No, no, we've heard enough. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I Just might. my own bad accent. Okay. Is he Scottish? Is he Irish? Is he Canadian? <coughs> you never really know. Well, Orangeman from Ireland is He's just lucky I didn't try and do my, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, okay, you got it. Yes. Well, okay, well, why don't we just say hi to Timberland? Hey, Timberland. Timberland. And zero X one twenty nine. Hello, can I do one? Yeah, Rakash. I was wondering how you're going to pronounce that. I would say Rakash. Thanks for joining us here at Category Five Technology TV. Matrix Five. It could be Rocco She. We're just gonna okay. we're just gonna hit it. If we get your name wrong, I'm sorry. I'm going email with, us phonetics. Did you do Matrix Five? I did. How about Loki One or Loki? Loki. Hey. No 9 to 5 blogger 247. Wow. No 9 to 5 blogger 24-7. <laughs> Don't blog just 9 to 5. Blog all the time. Oh. Welcome. Ollie Guinness. Apparently they have a very active blog. I would. Let's go and check it out. All right. Okay. okay. Ollie Ginch? Hey, Ollie Ginch. Um. Hey. Nana Debra. Nice to have you joining us. How about Kiwi Tux just said hi from uh, Christchurch, New Zealand? Hey, Kiwi Tux. Nice to have you here. Is it now? 55. Also, yeah, uh, CD Lee 99. Welcome to the show. These are people who have just registered on our website, category5.tv. Welcome. How about ASP React? Excellent. Nice to have you here. Uh, 4CC3SS. All right. Nice to have you as well. Swordfish. I'm going with Swordfish. Nice to see you. Mark Steele. Great to have you here. NTPA or NTPA or NUTPA. <laughs> I'm moving on to T Bird. <laughs> nice to see you both. Toddy UK. Oh, I was going to go in Todd Yuck, but go, go with Toddy UK. <laughs> I was going to go with Toddy UK and say, is it hot? Hot Toddy UK. Oh, my. We'll go with Todd Yuck. Bill Gibbs. Yeah. All right. Hey, Bill. (laughs) TBI Technologies. There you go. I'm going with that one. Yeah. Very well done. A Frenzy 4. A Frenzy 4. Nice to have you here. And finally, Kahatawita. Nice to have you here. Yeah. Kahatawita. Did I do that right? Kahatawita. Kahatawita. 
You did it right. Uh-huh, the first time. I think so. Yeah, I'd, right. I'd go well with done. that. Well done. Nice to have you joining us. Uh, Register on our website, please. Category5.tv lets you participate in the show a little more. It gives you ag- access to some contests where you can win stuff. Yes. And while we're talking about a big shout out to all those new folks, how about coming by next week and saying hi to our lovely and talented Sasha Dermatis? She'll be, be nice here next week. Yeah, looking forward to seeing her. It's I never see her anymore except in the grocery store or Walmart or somewhere mm-hmm. like that. It's yeah. the only time I ever see her anymore. So. <laughs> she runs the other direction and pretends she's looking at noodles or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All right. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did I mention that I Orange <laughs> Orangeman from Ireland had a question? Oh, yes. to do more okay, questions? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I just really want to get to this after I mentioned. Right. This is a, is this a question or is it just what is it? I th- I think he's uh, he's into <laughs> into the little bit of the Jameson or something. Is when hot when the northern hemisphere is in winter, what day is coldest? What? Everyone said it's December twenty first, the course. short day of the year where Earth is the farthest away from the sun. Huh. This is not. True, the coldest day of the year is 19th of January. What are you talking about, Orange Man? Oh, apparently the Earth is like a hot water bottle. It heats to a temperature and slowly releases the heat over time period. So it takes a few days. But you know what? i got to tell you right now, January 21st is is darn frigid. And it was cold. It was cold. Minus 30 C. Yes. So, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> his hot wa- his hot toddy water bottle. <laughs> Thank you for the comment. All right. <laughs> We're just playing with you. He's confused now. All right. Okay, next. well, let's go to uh, Charles Choi from Los Angeles. Hey, Charles. California. I recently saw your great video entitled Internet for Beginners, Finding What You Need with Google, YouTube. It was great for someone like me who is a complete beginner. Question. You guys looked for Patrick Stewart and Hamley Coffee. Of course we did. But I want to do a search for the following. A list of trucking companies, 18-wheeler or container, that will hire someone recently licensed with no experience with a small at-fall accident during training. (laughs) You're Sorry. really narrow in the field. Yeah. What keyboards or how what keywords or how would I search for such a list of companies? Any help would prevent me from being evicted. Oh well. Wow. Please put that on my head. Oh, he he Sorry, this is for off air. He wants an email response. <laughs> Please respond. Please respond by email. Oh, Charles. Oh, oh Charles. Charles. We are a TV show. LOL. Have you ever noticed how LOL looks like somebody drowning? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, if the slight accident that happened during your training did not involve an alcoholic beverage, then you should be okay. He's from L.A. It's a slight accident, right? Like, this wasn't like... He ran over the instructor? Let's hope not. No. That's not even funny. You passed, right? That's key. No, that's not funny. Right. That wasn't funny. Okay, so you backing up, the video that you saw... We're going to be, you know, sending out a public apology to all instructors who... Yeah. The video that you saw had Sasha Dermatis. She's the one who's going to be on next week, so don't forget to join us. Um, As far as using Google, I mean, there's a couple of different things. I think what you're going to probably want to do... Uh, is you're you're probably going to want to get into a job site or um, here in Canada we have like Ontario Works here Workopolis? in Ontario. Workopolis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking Workopolis or even as far as like Kijiji's or, or things like that. Um, but we have Ontario Works here where you can actually go into an office. They'll help you with your resume. They will actually help you find through a job kiosk system what jobs are currently available. In I Google, I heard the Conservatives spent two point five million on a job program. No that doesn't, idea. <laughs> doesn't I have exist no yet. idea. They advertised. That's good. So don't go to really? that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, for example, so you're looking for a job. So I don't know. I mean, try. Uh, well, there's Job Bank. I mean, that makes sense. And Justin Bieber. And Justin Bieber. <laughs> you want to work with him in a truck for twelve hours? Not going to happen. Okay. Job. Uh, apply. Uh, truck driver 
Ontario, say. Well, and, and just something like that. Truck driver actually, he's from California. Ontario. He's going to think Ontario okay. was a town California. just down the road from uh, sure. L.A. But I'm just showing example of how this can happen, right? So then I get Indeed.com, a job site, listing site, right? Wowjobs.ca, Kijiji, Workopolis. So you're going to end up going to these sites anyways. So realistically, you're going you're gonna to need Workopolis, Wowjobs, Indeed, Kijiji, um, and do a search for commercial truck driver jobs. Commercial yeah. truck driver jobs. And if you do want to narrow it, you can throw in California or yeah, I think Los so. Angeles. Get some count, yeah. geolocation in there. You can even use uh, the tools uh, on Google, for example. You can go up here and go search tools, and you can change where you're searching, right? So you can actually type in California, you know, or whatever. Um, but really, the key thing is just getting a hold of a site that has a lot of jobs listed. But those are going to be fairly competitive. You've got no experience. You did have a minor um, issue. Now, did this little accident actually end up That's on your record? Do you really need to disclose this? It was during, uh, well, it was I during, during training. The applica- I wouldn't put it on my resume, let's say that. <laughs> if it came up, I'd be honest about it because yeah. they're looking for honest people. Have you ever had an accident? Well, during training. But- well, and explain it. And, yeah. and, and you're cool, right? Like I say, if there wasn't alcohol involved, then you're fine. Um, it happens, and you're you're learning. That's why you're there. It's going to happen, right? I mean, nobody starts learning to drive an 18-wheel truck knowing how to drive an 18-wheel truck. It just, yeah. hello, that doesn't make any sense. So, so don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I would say also look at companies. Look at um, trucking companies, trucking repair companies, because they have a lot of contacts. They have they know a lot of people. Get in there and and Put in a, you know, you're not going to be driving 12 hours a day right off the bat. Put in a job application for something that you're just doing some small runs or something. Get, get doing something that can get your foot in the door with a company that does a lot of stuff. Uh, I also think about uh, there are mobile warehousing companies that have trailers all over the place. And yeah. what they do is every Christmas time, you know, the, the, the Supercenter has to bring in 10 million Tickle Me Elmos. I know, wrong generation, but yeah. so where do they put them? They don't have the storage space, so they bring in these mobile, the eighteen wheeler trailers, right? So somebody's got to drive those, and they've got to deliver them, and it's, so it's it's kind of you know it's boring work, but it's yeah, it's trucking. But, you know, try a few different searches, try a few different companies, go yeah, local. I think, so. I, I think it's, local it's, trucking you're companies. Be, you're, like anything, you're going to be hitting your foot to the ground for sure. Yeah, it's not a Google search that's going to turn up a result for you. So good luck. Hope it goes well. Let us know if. Uh, uh, if you end up getting, you know, a job, and and uh, we wish you the very best. All Thanks right. For the question. We've we've literally only got a couple of moments. Okay. There. Should we, we go to this? Where do you want yeah, to bounce? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, what has Roy got for us? Roy is uh, says hi, Robbie and Eric. Hey. Thank you for the acknowledgement, Roy. Hey, Roy. Robbie and crew. Could this be? Oh, this is a Q40s first ever review of this Windows XP oh. alternative OS. Oh. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yeah? Sorry, I'll... I'll... Shh. You read. I love it. Hi, Robbie and Eric. Could this be the operating system to tempt XP users to Linux? It runs a cut-down version of KDE and sits on top of Debian 7. Whoa. Maybe it's worth a review. I have it running fine on an old test machine, and it does have some nice additional extras, yeah. like a look changer. I think it's early days yet, but this does look like it could be a viable alternative to XP. And by the way, it's very fast. And very fast. Uh, he's given us a couple of links here to okay. do a... Yeah, Q4OS. Q4OS. Keep that in mind. So not Q4DS, Q4OS. OS, yeah. Sorry about Q4OS.org. As mentioned there... Yeah, it's a very young project. It's still in beta. 0.55. Looking really, really good. You can download an ISO. Yeah, download the ISO. Uh, I'm just booting it up right now. And here we go. This is what it looks like. So you're looking for an alternative to Windows XP. What do you think, folks? I think we're on to something with Q4OS. Whoever's, you know, I don't know too much about the project. It's brand new. It just came out of nowhere. And... I gotta say, if you've got a family member, a friend, a loved one, 
anyone who is thinking I, I, I gotta buy a new computer because Windows XP ends in, on April 8th? No, oh, I can't do that. Well, I can't switch to Linux. So what's happening I, I don't April want the Linux. Just no more support? Or it's gone. Just, it's gone. Yeah. You can't run Windows uh, XP beyond April 8th. If you're curious about it, go to linuxtechshow.com, watch the video there, uh, and learn all about it. This looks like it could be a viable alternative for somebody who's looking for a Windows XP alternative. It's Linux, so you don't have to deal with viruses and all that stuff. It looks pretty promising. So that's all the time that we have tonight. Q4OS.org. Thank you, Rob Gore. Thanks to everyone else who sent that in as well. Yeah. That's it. That's all the time we got. Thanks, Eric. Buddy. Hey. Thank you. Thanks Hope for you having a fun me. time tonight. And uh, I will be back next week with uh, Sasha Dermatis. Don't forget to check out our new store. It's shop.category5.tv. This shirt can way be Way sexy shirt like this one here. Just like that. Just like that. Yes, indeed. And you can get a way cool one of these, too. Stickers. Get them both at the same time. Save on shipping. Love it. All right, folks. Have a great week. I'll see you next Tuesday. Eric, always a pleasure. I'll be watching. See ya. See ya. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.